Welcome to a show that is keeping it 100 and is showcasing how God is working in other people's lives. This is The Real Podcast with Creed Webster, Caleb Shepard, and Michael Dykus. What's crackalacking, guys? Hey. I'm Caleb. You can go first this time. Creed. No. Oh, well, I'm Michael. I'm Creed. <laughs> and you're watching The And we're excited. Bring we're, in the energy. Yeah. Caleb had C4. If you don't know what C4 <laughs> is, it's pre-workout. <laughs> and he's all hyped up right now. And I, I had a... Creed is also... Well, we're all kind of hyped Well, you up. see, I took a nap before I went to work. And hey. I was all in that, like, days, just took a nap mode. And then... I needed something, and then I overcompensated. And I only drank, like, half of it, too. I'm that's just, like, really, really sensitive to caffeine. That's scary. Yeah. I only drank, like, half of it. <laughs> and I drank it, like, two hours ago, too. There's I mean, I had my can over the there. There's the culprit sitting over there. It's just yeah. looking at us right now. That can <laughs> is just sitting there just like, yeah, I did that to him. Have right. fun, boys. Well, guys... <laughs> We are so excited to be coming to you guys again today, um, and, well, I should just say, I love that we are able to do this. I also love that we're able to do this. I love you guys. Oh, well, oh, I lo- we love gosh, you, too. Yeah. I love you, too, brother. Hey, thanks, man. You know what? Hey, oh. Love would be a really cool topic to talk about Yeah, sometime. yeah. That's almost as if that's the entire thing we had planned for today. Nice, yeah. nice segue, guys. Yeah. yeah, that was smooth. <laughs> smooth criminal. Smooth criminal. Well, I think the first thing that needs to be said uh, was spoken by DC Talk. Not the kind oh of love gosh. like you love your girl, but it's a love from above, not of this world. If you haven't caught on by now, Creed really loves DC Talk. <laughs> Down with the DC talk. Are you down with the DC talk? I think we should DC talk about love. Hey, hey, hey! Segue number two. That was not a good one. We should do a thing, just like a segue count. We oh, that'd be cool. We should do you know just on the YouTube video, just have like a special, just like tally mark for segues. Yeah. Yes, we should. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, All right. What, what is love? To our Bibles we go. Love is patient. Love what is, is kind. love? Yes. What, what is love, okay? That, that's a question that gets asked a lot. How do you know when you love someone? Hmm. <coughs> well, we're going to try to help you all out today. Uh. The Bible's pretty clear about what love is. It gives us a really, really clear definition here. For starters, the Bible says God is love. Boom! Okay. <clears throat> and then... And thank you for watching The Real. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We'll see you Drop next the mics. Week. That's it. That is it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to read a passage. You probably are more familiar with it. Uh, in the wedding setting, but it's not necessarily uh, just for that kind of love. Uh, there, the Bible references four kinds 
of love, uh, but we don't speak Greek, so we don't read it that way. But uh, here out of 1 Corinthians 13, 4, it says, Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. So that's love. Need we say more? Well, you have a list of different kinds of love. I do. I nice. Do. Yes, we let's uh, let's take a look at that. We did some homework. <laughs> okay, so these are the th- four types of love used throughout the Bible. There's eros, which is romantic love. Okay. Also, I don't know how to if I'm pronouncing these right, but storge, maybe, which is like a family love, like how you love your family. Phileo is like a brotherly love, and agape is God's love for us, which I is generally the kind of love used in the Bible would be agape. Uh, yes. And taking a look at the Blue Letter Bible, where we're able to you know like look at where the Greek was, um, that is the love being used in First Corinthians. Yes. Yes, that is the kind of love that was just, we just talked about. You know, you can actually put God's name in place of love. You could read it, God is patient and kind. God does not envy or boast, is not arrogant or rude, and so on. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, I have First <clears throat> John 4, verses 19 through 21. It says, we love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he's a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother, whom is seen, cannot love God, whom is not seen. And he has given us this command, whoever loves God must also love his brother. Wow. So, uh... Here we're, we're kind of talking about the importance of love and why it's so important, right? Mm-hmm. And the <laughs> why are you looking at me like that? It's just death staring you. <laughs> <laughs> or not. I don't so know what you're doing. So, yeah. Uh, <coughs> the greatest commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, body. Uh, And then Jesus says the second is like that, to love your neighbor as yourself. So, (coughs) why? Because. Because (laughs) he first loved us. Yeah, exactly. It all, (coughs) love starts with God. Because God is love. So this whole commandment of why we love, obviously, we love because he first loves us. It cycles back because he is that foundation of love. Yeah. Yeah. 
so here's a question. Actually, let's let's let you jump in before I ask this question. Just so we can dive deeper into this love scenario. Oh, well, what I just wanted to point out is how the world kind of like twisted love to just like being totally accepting of other people. And if you have a disagreement, you can't love them. Um, but I would just like to point out whenever um, in the verse Creed wrote uh, in First Corinthians, mm. how it mentions that love does not rejoice with wrongdoing. And how you know true love is sanctifying and it will lead you closer to God and, you know, not leave you stranded and enslaved to your sin. Hmm. So, that reminds me. I have, the, I have a good group of senior citizens at my church. And... I love talking to that group of people because they, man, the things... Because you're a senior citizen. <laughs> you are a boomer. <laughs> you're literally a boomer, Creed. <laughs> but anyways, this guy, he, uh, very, very wise man, but he asked me last week, the question he asked me was, like, what is our affiliation to Jesus Christ? And... I think you can probably come up with several right answers to that. But the verses he pointed me to were Matthew 10.37 and Luke 14.26. I'm going to read. I'm going to go to Luke 14.26. And I promise this is related to what Caleb just said. Luke 14. 26. Okay. So wh- what reminded me of this, he, he says, love does not rejoice in wrongdoing. So I think uh, to add on that, when we love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and body, okay, there is no wrongdoing. Okay, uh, and this is what this is what <laughs> made me think of this. Uh, verse twenty-six here out of Matt, Luke four, Luke fourteen. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. So. You know, just looking at the surface of that, it's kind of, it looks contradicting. But the idea of it is, it's a comparison, okay? The way we love this life, the people in it, including our own, should just, like, pale in comparison to our love for God. And, uh... So when we show that kind of love for God, uh, there's no wrongdoing because our love for him is so much greater than the passions of this world. Hmm. Yes. So I'm going to ask you guys a question. Oh, 
Is it hard to love? Depends. I, I think at, at some point, yes. But some people, I would say, are easier to love than others. That's a good answer. I mean, yeah. No matter uh, who you're talking to, like, yeah, and even people that you know, it's like, seems like very, very easy to love at times. There are going to be times when you know uh, you're just going to be like stressed out, angry, and like it's just going to be harder. Because, you know, at the end of the day, love is more than just oxytocin, a chemical in our mind. It comes down to a choice. Mm. Yeah. On uh, on the porch. Shout out. Shout out to the porch. <laughs> they, uh, I, I don't remember how, what the phrase was, but they, s- they said love is an action followed, maybe it was like love is a choice followed by an action followed by an emotion, maybe. And I might be leaving something out there. But <coughs> the point being is we have to choose to love. Mm. A- and so, yes, love can be hard, but that's not saying it's not possible. Like, it, it is a choice that you're making. Yep. I have a short, not really story, but just kind of like a thought (coughs) that happened. But you kind of saying that like love is a choice, um, or love is possible. Love is a verb. Love is a verb. Shout out DC Talk. (laughs) Um, I I found myself um, recently actually like, you know, like I've been holding like like hurt or like bitterness towards said person or whatever, but. It got to the point where I didn't realize I was like choosing to like hold on to stuff, and and this is part of my word like intentional for the new year. Spoiler, um, but like with the intention um, comes the action of loving them, and I was to the point where like I was like, okay, that's going to be so hard to do, and so like I just I prayed and I asked for the love of Christ, because that's not something that I can do on my own. So that's, I think that's super important to, like, remember that, like, if it's hard for you to love, you can't do it on your own. Well, you can't really do anything on your own. But especially, like, in that context, if you're somebody who's struggling to, like, love somebody, just ask for the love of Christ to be shown through you. And... Be be humble in that prayer. I was definitely humbled in that prayer where I was like, okay, I cannot do this on my own. So, yeah, that's kind of led me to that thought. So, yeah. Uh, as Christians, we have that privilege of being able to love in that way because through... Through the Holy Spirit, we can show that kind of love. Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, 
that takes me to. Hmm, I really had had something to say. Oh yeah, okay. John twenty one fifteen. There there are so many great references to love in the Bible because it I'm it's such a powerful Need to learn how to work this thing. <laughs> you said that like it's a phone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, <clears throat> going back to this idea of loving the way Christ loves us. Okay. So, I, I'm going to read it first as it reads. Okay, this is Jesus and Peter here. Uh, Verse 15 out of John 21. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to them, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he had said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. So now now I'm going to read with these Greek terms of love. Oh, I thought it was. Here it is. <laughs> okay, boomer. Come on, boomer. <laughs> How do you make this thing go away? Um <laughs> I think that's just how you took a screenshot. No, it's well, not. Maybe not. Anyways, here, I'll just I'll just read it. I'll just read it like this. Okay. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of God, do you agape me? Remember, agape is God's love for us. And then Peter responds with, yes, Lord, you know that I phileo you. So phileo is like a brotherly love. And then he says a second time, Simon, do you agape me? And he responds again, yes, Lord, you know that I phileo you. And then the third time Jesus asked, he says, Simon, son of John, do you phileo me? Because God, Jesus knows that on our own, we are not able to meet that standard. And so he kind of, he meets him down, kind of downscales the love there, and they settle with brotherly love. Uh, but that's just kind of, that's what that, that made me think of when we talked about, like, not being able to love the way Christ loves on our own. Hmm. 
I also just want to take a second to recognize, you know, what our love is calling us to do. You know, it is calling us to actions, you know, feed his sheep and to, uh, um, yeah, feed my lambs, tend my sheep. And then, you know, the lambs. Um, with love doesn't just come, you know, just still not action. With love is a call to go and help your brothers or sisters in need to share the gospel. You know, whenever it says, uh, feed my sheep, food and the word of God are oftentimes, you know, like, kind of like compare because, you know, like, we cannot live off of bread alone. Um, but I think also... The most loving thing we could ever do is share the gospel and the love of Jesus with people and to kind of just be that vessel of God's love to someone. Yes. So, so I, just, I just want to take a second to kind of like yeah. bring up the point of what that love is calling us to do. Yeah. In yeah. case someone didn't catch on there, Jesus isn't talking about literal four-legged sheep. He's talking about this the church, yes, you know, because you know, God, G- yeah, God, Jesus, same person, uh, is our great shepherd. Yet yeah, we are, you know, he, he desires for us to be partners with him. You know, be his hands and feet. That's what the church is called to be. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Here's another thing I want to. Was that a fart or was that the chair? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is going to be the worst podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. So <clears throat> let's go more in depth with what culture likes to represent love being. So, like, for example, let's say, like, you know, like, just because you don't feel love or, like, the emotion of love or whatever that automatically makes people think I've fallen out of love. Ah, uh, yes. So now yeah. are we kind of like taking a little step from uh, brotherly love to romantic love? Ah. Because you're like talking about like could be in and out of love. Yeah, you caught my drift. Ah, oh, yes. Nice. Segway. Ding. Segway. Not, yeah, not that this doesn't apply, though, to other kinds of love. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, I don't know. It just it seems like a trend where, you know, like I've noticed lately, like there's more and more divorces happening because people like fall yeah. out of love. And I think that's you know, whenever people mistake like effectuation with love, and not saying that you know. Well, I think what's mainly going on, and obviously you know, I can't, don't really have the experience to you know. Um, since I've been married for like 20 or so years, is that you're not going to feel like butterflies like all the time and stuff like this. And yet people think that just when like that initial like excitement or fun and just like constant butterflies wears off that you're falling out of love or yet something is right. But going back to it, love is is, uh, a choice. And, you know, mm. also, I heard a pastor, I don't remember who uh, who said it, um, but saying that 
you never know that you truly love someone until you have to make a sacrifice. You know, that's another thing. Is love is very sacrificial. It's putting someone else above you. And even when that means, like, denying your points or your Bible, what are you going to say? I was going to bring up <coughs> Ephesians when we're talking about the wives and husbands. Um, the sacrifice. Um, yeah. Where's I it at? I see here. Uh, let me t- take a second. Okay, yeah. In the same way, husbands, no, we can we can talk about the other part in a different episode if we want. But in the same way, lost my place. Sorry. Husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated his own body, but he feeds and cares for it, just as Christ does the church. What did Christ do for the church? He died. He died. He laid down his life. He did. And yeah, it goes on. Um, a very painful death at that. Yes. Yeah. And who, what is the church referenced as? The bride of Christ. The bride. Yes, sir. Isn't that cool? Like it just, <coughs> but yeah, you were talking about sacrifice and that made me, I already had it pulled up anyway, but yeah, sacrificial love like you you choose i mean that makes perfect sense also whenever we like take into context of what marriage is uh supposed to be which is you know like a mirror image or like just a shadow of the relationship of us with christ yes Mm. it is a metaphor Mm. yeah in which you know That that deserves like an entire episode all itself, but I think it just goes to show how you know that love that you feel isn't always going to be you know pretty Hallmark movie level stuff. Sometimes it's going to be sacrificial. Sometimes it's going to be hard. Yet you know, Christ did not lay down the cross and walk away whenever it got hard. He yeah. endured, took the nails in his hands, mm. and sometimes whenever you love like Christ, you're going to have to make sacrifices, and it's not going to be easy. Yeah, because when you're in, like, that, like, butterfly stage, or I don't know if it's a stage or if it's just, like, an ongoing, you know, whatever, but... Constantly. Yeah, so you hit the butterfly, (laughs) whatever, it's just like, oh, my gosh, I love you, oh, my gosh, like, oh, my gosh, like, whatever, because that's what that sounds like. Um... And then, like, one day, you're just, like, you're sitting in your dad's chair or whatever, and he rushes, just, like, hey, and hits you with, like, a spoon or something. I don't know. Do the dishes. And you're just, like, no, I'm not getting up. Like, it's things like that. Like, people actually do get in, like, like, married couples get in arguments about that stuff. And, like, when that comes out of love, you should get up and do the dishes. Yes. I've heard it said that maybe if you want to like if you want to be a good spouse start doing the dishes. Right? <laughs> like like it's it's good practice uh to 
<laughs> marriage is a whole lot of <laughs> serving, from what I hear. I'm not sure we're the experts to talk about marriage, but what are you laughing about? I was FaceTiming my friend who is engaged, the guy whose wedding is the same day as yours. Oh, okay. Um, I was FaceTiming him yesterday, and he said the exact same thing. Like, he was doing the dishes as we were FaceTiming. He's like, yeah, I got to be a good husband. I got to start working on that now. I'm just like, all right. And you just said that, so yeah. I don't know. It was funny. Same. So. I've started being more clean and, like, you know, cleaning up my room, doing my dishes quicker. Just as training to be a better husband. <laughs> yeah. In 167 days, but who's counting? You. Apparently you You're are. definitely counting. <laughs> I definitely. <laughs> uh, we do have a countdown board, and I was so excited to update that today. Aw? Question mark? Aw. Oh, my gosh. It was a butterfly moment. Of course. Anyway, yeah, that I don't know. Emotional vomit. Emotional vomit. <laughs> oh, man. How did we get here? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, being a good spouse or preparing to be a good spouse. Okay. Uh, <coughs> we were talking about before we came off on this rabbit trail uh, about how our society talks about love and how they define love, how we're supposed to love. I just want to point out, we take really bad advice about love because we take advice about love off of, like, these movies and, like, the famous people of this world who are on their, like, second or third spouse and are just... Ooh. Hmm. Ooh. Spicy. And, and the music we listen to. And oh, don't get me started. Oh, man. But uh, go back to the worship episode. I just for think. That. All right. Oh, I think this, this just hit me while I was just saying that. I think the huge, huge, huge difference between the way the Bible says we are to love and the way culture says love is the Bible explains love as a selfless thing. Whereas culture explains it as a selfish thing where it's all about what you can gain and the emotional highs you can get. Yes. yes. Mm. And not about how you can serve the person that you it's, supposedly love. It's like, why, why do you love this person? Well, I just love the way they make me feel. That's, that's the Ooh. selfish love that our society kind of preaches. But... That that's not that's not what we're looking for, right? That was a good point. That was you that was dropped solid a bomb. Point. Wow, that was good. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, that was good. And yeah, and I just <coughs> like there is a lot that we gain from love, but whenever yeah. you're only relying on what love can do for you, and not what you can do through that love to serve and honor, it's going to fail. 100%. Because, you know, there are so many benefits that we do get from love, and it is amazing. I love being a love. I love love, for sure. But I but just think... 
Oh, I was going to say, but you also want to love. Yes. Yeah. And we yeah. We all have this emptiness inside of us before we knew Christ. And we, I say we, like, we as in this world, we try to fill it. We try to fill that empty space with things of this world, whether it being a spouse or, you know, like, uh, parties and drugs and just all these crazy things in the world that maybe it's your career or we, we try to fill that space. But the, the only, only thing that will ever fill that space is coming to Christ and letting him love you. That'll, that's the only way to fill that space. Yeah. If you want that love, you go to the source. Yes. Yes. And that also brings to the danger of that. God is the only one that can love us on that. So whenever we kind of like take someone and try to put it in that there, the place that only God can have, no matter how amazing they are, they're not going to be able to fill that void. No. And they are going to disappoint. Yeah, like marriage, for an example. I think it's pretty easy to think to myself about all the love that'll take place Mm -hmm. in marriage. And, And it's easy to think that that'll fill me in some way, but... It's not. Mm. The Jesus is the only person that can fill that that space inside of me. Yeah. You're talking about <coughs> how it will fail and it will disappoint if that's what you rely on. And like if you go to the source, which is God, you you may feel like it when you don't get your way. You may feel like he disappointed you. Listen to that word. You may feel feel like he disappointed you. But God never truly disappoints because he does not fail. He never has, and he never will. And down the road, you're going to see that this is why, you know, like this didn't work out or this didn't work out or, you know, whatever. He never fails you. Yes. He, he has set the perfect example here, I'm reading from 1 John 3.16. Uh, By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that to me... <laughs> yeah, that, that's like, that's like the, the boys theme verse there. But yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, that's going in our bio. Yes, it should. Yeah. It should. But but that's that sacrificial love that God has shown for us. And yeah. As 
it's one of a kind. It's not of yeah. it's it's love from above, not of this world. It's yep. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's definitely amazing. And I would also just like to point out how the love we feel for others can push us to love God and Jesus even more. Um, because I kind of found myself in this scenario, you know, as we go back to the verses you made, that the way that we love the things of this world should not even compare to the way we love God. So I found, as you know, as I've come to love Zoe more and more and more, you know, love, marriage is a very sanctifying thing. Because in order for me not to make, you know, her an idol and to not put her in that place where, you know, she would ultimately not be able to live up to that void of God, I had to learn and grow my relationship with Jesus even more and more and more to keep him on that pedestal. So I just think Mm -hmm. I don't want this to be a call to say that you can't, that, you know, you shouldn't love. I'm just saying that that should be pushing you to be able to love Jesus even more, since you can only truly love someone as Christ has designed us to the capacity in which you love Jesus. Mm. I think that's like, okay, so I've thought about that. You know, Lord willing, married, whatever. Um, 80%. Yeah. And I'm not 30 yet. Apparently that's the average age, but... I don't know. It's it's getting later and later. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm aging. I'm almost 26. <coughs> but so, like you said <laughs> earlier, I'm a boomer, so I'm that's right. I'm, I'm shooting for the young marriage. Let's let's Same. go. Same. I always thought I'd be married at 19, but nope. I'm gonna be 21. Oh wow! So old. that way you can so go old. crazy. <laughs> go crazy. Um, no, no, no. That all jokes. Go sober. All jokes. Um, but like that's that's one thing like. And, like, you, you guys know my personality. Like, I'm pretty sarcastic and, like, goofy, whatever. And if you are listening and you didn't know that, that's my personality. But, like, I want to look at, like, you know, my fiancé, girlfriend, working to marriage, whatever. I want to look at her and be like, you are here at this standard. And you are never going to meet this talking about my love for Christ. Like, I want to look at her confidently and say that, and hopefully she receives it well. If she doesn't receive that well, not the one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's what like what we read earlier out of uh, Luke 14. Yeah. You know? I'd just be like, hey, so Jesus is priority. You suck compared to Jesus. Absolutely. Just saying. Have you guys <laughs> ever seen this? God, hubby, wifey. I've seen something similar. I to that. have seen that illustration. I have not heard it in forever. Let me let me show the camera here. Yeah. That is beautiful artwork, Creed. Just That's a work wonderful. of art. Thank you. I you are gonna you. have to go subscribe to the YouTube channel if you want to see that piece of art. I will explain Shameless it. Shameless advertising. Shameless advertising. It, it is a triangle here <coughs> with God on the top. I believe it's an isosceles triangle. I'm not sure. (laughs) 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 uh, I'm glad I wasn't (laughs) swallowing. Isosceles. 
<laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Anyways, <laughs> and at, at the bottom, I, I wrote hubby. I'm going to name my child that. It's Sosalies. <laughs> no. <laughs> Zoe, what do you think? <laughs> I have hubby and wifey at the bottom corners and God's at the top. Okay? And as the hubby and the wifey, as they draw closer to God, you see they will also draw closer to each other. <laughs> oh, but wow. here's, here's the dealio. They, there is no pathway. Ignore this line here at the bottom. Act like that doesn't exist. There is no, there's no like shortcut here to become closer to each other. So say, oh. say, you know, they're halfway up that triangle. They can't, they can't get any closer unless they continuously pursue God. And they go up and they, yeah. Oh, you see what's going That's on? Reed, drop that mic. That's good. Drop that mic. That is good. Now, I did not come up with that, so I'm not taking credit for that, but that's a really Still. good illustration, I think. And then it becomes an acute triangle because it gets smaller. I think that's what acute means. Acute just know. means it has uh, all an angle uh, less than 90 degrees. Oh, well. Uh, like all? Like all? <laughs> I tried. Yeah. I can't remember geometry. I think. I don't remember. Uh, it has all acute angles. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think this. Nah. Who knows? <laughs> we can talk. We knows? are not math guys. <laughs> if we are not. Uh, yeah. I think, unless you guys have anything else, I think it's a good place to wrap up. I mean, that was. That was really good. That was a good close. But I just thought you were going to lead that with a cute triangle because, you know. My wife is a cutie. <coughs> we talked about emotional vomit earlier, but I might actually vomit. Physical vomit. Oh, yep. yeah, because in Spir- my instance. Physical, emotional, and spiritual vomit. Is that a thing? <laughs> spiritual <laughs> vomit? That sounds like a good thing. Spiritual vomit. I guess it's when you're like in your feels and you're talking to God and you're just like letting it all out. And I don't know. Probably not, but. Anyway, yeah, love. Cool. Love is a Good great stuff. thing. Mm. Love is sanctifying, and it is the way we are called to live. Yes. L- love. love kind, live, live to love. Yes. Live to love. As God has loved the church. Hey. Yes. Yes. Are we out of here? I think we're out of we're here. Out of we're out of here. here? All right. All right. right. Oh, go. You, you do the. Wait, wait. Yeah. How do hey, we close? I don't know. Don't I thanks, usually go? Thanks guys for watching. Reach out to us. The real <laughs> and thanks for watching the real creed. Thank you. False start. False start offense. Give us five yard penalty. Give us thumbs up. Uh subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yes, please. Uh leave comments and uh tell us. Tell tell us what you're thinking. Yeah, or DM us on Instagram um, at the real podcast R E E L podcast. And yes, but seriously, thank you guys for watching. And again, it was a pleasure. And this is a goodbye from the real. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Real Podcast. 
We'd love to connect with you on social media and find out how God is working in your life. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the R-E-E-L podcast. Plus, we're available wherever you get your podcasts, from Apple Podcasts to Google to Spotify. Just check us out. Be sure to hit that like and subscribe button. We also have a video format that we upload straight to our YouTube channel each week. We can't wait for the next episode, so be sure to check us out next week when we bring you more stories about how God is working in other people's lives.